them come. This is their fate. All right, all right, first man hands. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay. Here are my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Today we got some stuff to talk about per usual. Dead Island is finally coming to Steam, which I was I was waiting on for a very long time. So I'm going to be picking that up hopefully in April. We got some other stuff around Apex Legends. We had the Final Fantasy demo. We could finally play Rebirth and test out the, all that greatness. Um, little updates on Xbox and whether or not they're going to be um, giving all their games away. And much, much more. So stay tuned as we go through a ton of topics per usual. But before we get started, Jalen, Josh, tell the people how you've been, what you've been up to, what you've been doing, how's life going, what you've been playing, and how's the week been? You know, it's Valentine's Day. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying it's Valentine's Day coming up here soon. Actually, this drop on Valentine's Day, which is kind of crazy. But yeah. yeah. So what y'all been up to? Yep, Valentine's Day here in Japan. In Japan, it's a little different where uh women are supposed to give men like gifts like chocolate or cookies and then in a couple weeks it's another holiday called white day in which men give women the gifts uh unfortunately for me uh, my my significant other is used to the american way so i gotta spend all my money on valentine's day <laughs> and uh... and probably white day uh and so she getting gifts uh but Otherwise, it's it's actually starting to get a, a little bit uh, warmer over here, in which I I was looking at the news today and I saw like I think in New York they got like a bunch of snow. So no, they're going to get something crazy. They said it's going to be bad. I heard. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it we haven't got no snow and it's looking like it's starting to warm up because uh, it's um it's almost cherry blossom season. I think like next month the the soccer trees are gonna start blooming and they they can't stand the cold so winter is pretty much over for us unless you know some change um otherwise i've been you know just busy working uh take care of the family uh trying to go out uh take the little one to socialize with other kids at like little playgrounds or like um family centers and um, not too many games played, but I've been trying to actually, I guess, get a hold of like my backlog because I, I I made a like a spreadsheet yeah, and I got like happen. forty games. <laughs> I got like forty games that I want to play. Oh like, wow! These are even the games that I own and I don't. Uh, I have any? I got forty games that I want to play, and so I just organized them like which ones are the shortest, which ones the longest, and which ones I actually think i can play so i'm start hitting those off um some of them are pretty short like i wanted to finish the final fantasy 7 uh dlc that came out um, integrate yeah yeah and that's only like five hours so i'm i'm been pushing through that this week uh i should probably finish that soon and move on to something else yeah obviously i'm not gonna finish everything but uh with so many games coming out it's like each month i'm at like two or three new games to the list and i'm never going to play everything so i at least want to like organize and see make sure i don't forget about something actually wanted to play yeah i feel like that's that's that i'm in that same boat and i don't really i'm so glad that that boat is exists now for me it used to be a rare um 
I would still be trying to buy new stuff, but right now I'm just not. I'm buying all the games that I missed out on, and then there's like a very few far in between where I would buy new day one, and that one is going to be Final Fantasy VII. Um, I think we had a point now where there has been so many good games um, this generation that we are in a space now where people aren't really starving for anything they don't really need more mm-hmm. games and that's great because that but it's also bad for people that's really trying to put out new ip new stuff new ips new people to try because nobody's really giving anything a shot right now because simply enough it's uh, it's too costly and um it's just not necessary because we just have so many you know great games that are currently on sale or getting you know in that backlog cat and so it's just it's like, you know, I don't think you'd be Alan Wake 2 yet. I don't think you can touch that. It's like so many great, really, 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 really good games that I haven't even touched. Um, that it's to the point where I'm like, I'm so good on behind a game. Like and I, I got Game Pass, I'm playing Persona 3. It's been my favorite. Um remembering just how those games work again, just been my favorite. Uh it's been fun again. So I'm just yeah. liking a, you know, the games that I got and the stuff that I'm going to play. And it's, it's just so much. So yeah. Sorry. Take your yeah. time. No, Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I, I agree with all those points. And the second part that I didn't realize, like why I haven't been finishing so many games is that, um, I have at least eight, like online games that I'm always juggling. Yeah. So that, that's a big a chunk of time as well because like like last season I was trying to finish the Call of Duty Battle Pass and I spent so much time playing it and it's like if I didn't play this so much I probably could have beat a game or two instead of playing this so much so um luckily this season like um the online games don't look bad like Call of Duty is still I still enjoy it Overwatch I still enjoy it um and we we probably going to try a little bit of Apex but I'm a I'm a just not play those games as much like i don't Mm -hmm. i looked at all the battle passes that came out today i don't think i'm gonna get any battle pass for anything so you know i'm just play them if i'm interested if i'm not then i'm not gonna put that much time into online games because the problem is they're forever games they're gonna keep getting updated and it's just a it's fun but it's a time sink so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna take a break on on some of those and uh actually play some some other games <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good it's just you know you make choices really um but what about you uh Jalen? what you going what you got going on what you up to how your valentine's looking you spending your monies you spending that money <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> yeah no, i ain't been up to nothing man i had uh i had went to in Dallas and got to hang out with my cousins and stuff like that. One of my cousins, 19 years. And then my other cousin, uh, he lived in San Diego. I ain't seen him in like five years. So I had, I had, a, I had a really good time. And we had went to a Mavericks game. Um, his OKC versus the Mavericks. So we were down there. We had did that. And then got to link up with my other, my cousin got to link up with my other cousins. And we all had like a blast and stuff like that. So it was a smooth weekend. I caught the Super Bowl. I'm not the biggest football fan and stuff like that, but I do see the appeal behind it. I'm just not like the biggest yeah. football fan. Um, 
So, because it's like a different pace in basketball. Basketball game runs football a little bit more strategic, it seemed like. Um, but other than that, games and stuff I've been playing, uh, this last week was a little kind of like busy for me or whatever. Um, I honestly ain't even really, I probably played like 30 minutes of the Final Fantasy, but I've been playing Persona 3 still. So, um, I think I had beat the last, or not the last boss, I had beat um, a boss, like one of the bigger bosses. The boy boss? Yeah, um, but I think I did that before or after the podcast. So, I mean, that's probably like a update because I was grinding that out like a couple of days. And, or not a couple a couple of days ago, I was playing for hours on end as a person. I sat there and played the game for hours like by myself or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like Beyonce said, I mean, I, I like the appeal of that game and stuff like that. It's cool. Um, still like Persona 5 a little more, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> Not just like I ain't even. That's not even. I ain't trying to compare. It, but yeah, other than that, hey, I mean, man, that's I'm your truth. For, live, live your truth, man. I mean, I ain't gave that game a full shot, so I can't really say. Mm-hmm. Um, there are. I I will say I liked it. I don't know when this was implemented, but in Persona Five, they had the the social links. When you do those, they um they give you different things, like if for battles or mm-hmm. make these things. But it seemed like the social links on Persona Three helps with the exp or something like that and if you get to level 10 i think they give you like a persona or something is that right correct yeah they they unlock the like persona that you can get are locked behind their progression so the higher the magician one is you can play it make a magician persona uh, later yeah okay i just let you make the persona like they don't just grant it to you or they go into the compendium I think they go into the um, the one. You, I think the it's special. in the list, but you have to make the you have to have the personas to make it. Yeah, like so most of the time, the once you register in the compendium, you can just like bring them Buy out them again uh, and then use it. Yeah. So, but you oh, do you have, have to have the personas it. to create said persona, the special. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So I don't I'm, know how it works entirely. I like that one. I like Persona Three more because it's. I think I like, I like their fusion system more because it's simpler than I thought from Persona Five to me. To me, it just feels simpler. Like I understand it a lot better. So, it's, I feel like it's the same one. Um, I don't they, think so. But they had the infusion thing too, though. You can fuse a, infuse a Persona. So if you want an ability off a of Persona, but you don't want to get rid of the one you got, you can put them in a thing and then. I think it's random that you get they one of their abilities or something. I forgot how they do it. Because I, I remember I used to save before doing it, but or you get to choose an ability from that persona. It's something like that. So um, Well, this one is kind of like I mean, there's only three things you can do. You can fuse them, you can do the search, and you can and you can do like the create the special fusion. But I just felt like and maybe I'm just thinking of it differently, but I I feel like this one's more straightforward, and like I was able to grasp it a lot faster than I was the first one. Maybe that's because it's just my first Persona game, and now I'm playing my second one. Well, my that was my that was my third that was my second Persona game, and now I'm playing my third one, and maybe I just understand it better. But for some reason, I feel like Persona Three is just a little bit simpler. But I mean, I gotta, I gotta go do some research to kind of figure out why. If, if, it, if that is even the case, or if it's not, then I'm just wrong. But it just feels simpler to me. Yeah, I remember Persona had the, they had the little triple fusion. They had, the, I, I'm pretty sure they had the triple fusion. They had the little double fusion, 
and then they had the uh mm-hmm. the um you can go search which fusion you want. Yeah, and then it tell you what yeah. personas you can. I remember five having that. Then I, I liked it the fusion because like I was using like Izanagi like Piccolo through most of the game, and I kept putting different abilities on him. I'm like, he need cross slash. He need. I think they only gave him like Zeo or something like the level one or two. I think it's moderate damage, uh, lightning magic, and I was like, well, I need level three or like the heavy damage one. So I need to figure out which persona I got that. I'm gonna throw it on Izanagi so I can keep him and not switch it up or whatever so um yeah. i remember going through and doing some of that stuff so but um i know we got to get things rolling and stuff like that so but i'm gonna go through and try to beat this final fantasy uh demo and stuff because i did see that you don't have to play that part of the game if you beat it so and they give you something too so i'm i'm, I'm pretty okay with we'll that definitely try it out yeah so yeah, um so. for me i've been playing a lot of persona as usual as, as well um pretty far in that not far but you know but what's 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 14 hours to a 80 hour game <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I don't remember but i'm pretty far I'm, i like i said I, I already beat the first one and i'm at the second ones like um you know where you got to go there and they say hey you can't go any further gotta wait for a new moon so um i'm on that part yeah, so i'm, I'm like, waiting you know, yeah, I'm waiting for the new moon. I already did my exams. I'm just waiting on the new moon so I can um the boy told me he's gonna come in like a week, so the boy came again, mystery boy. So I'm pretty I'm close to like the second big fight. Uh so um but yeah, I'm just going through the days now. Uh what else? What else? What else? Um I try to play Spec Ops line a little bit. Um, I had to cut it off because the kids got a little crazy. So it wasn't really that long, but I turned it on. It still runs well. That game got delisted over a couple of weeks ago from Steam and um, Xbox. And so um, I purchased it and I was finally going to try to give it a shot because I know it's like a six hour, seven hour game. And I wanted to see what the story is about because people really love the story of it. So. I wanted to play that game. Yeah, they got delisted. Um, unfortunately, still, so you, um, like, you could buy it on like the backwards compatibility on Xbox, right? Yeah, if you got if you own the game, but you cannot buy it outright from the store anymore, so you got to go get the game physically in order to play it, or yeah. you can get it from a third party, um, third party seller for Steam. Mm-hmm. I think they still have it up. Um, so. That's the only ways you can like buy it right now, unless you you know do some uh, not the Lord's work, but the other work. So, um, but anywho, what else? What else? What else? I ain't did nothing else. I mean, I've been hanging out, kids, chilling, still using my Steam Deck OLED, still loving it. It's the best thing since sliced bread. It gets me through my Persona game, and it's very simple to use, and I can sleep the. I can sleep my entire council, so it's been dedicated to Persona for the last few weeks until we played that that their very fancy skull and bones that Josh me and Josh and I loved, mm-hmm. by the way. Josh uh truly, truly is a the pirate's life for him now. Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh but yeah, I've been doing that and I played a little bit of the Final Fantasy Seven um a rebirth demo. Um, to get a part of that, but so we want to get some like early impressions of that. So that's probably what I'm going to roll into now. It's really just talking through Final Fantasy. 
Um, Jalen, first impressions, when you turned it on, you told me you had to do something because of certain things, uh, FPS wise, what, what, what's your impressions of the, um, the presentation of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the demo, at least when you first turned it on, did it, did it, did it feel like it, the production value was there? I feel like for the most part, but I feel like I didn't got away from some of them games and stuff like that. I was just looking like. Alright, but then when I had switched, I was like, all right, first things first, bro. Like don't 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 fret, bro. Go to go to check these graphical <laughs> settings and make sure you can run it at 60. So they it was I had I had to switch it from uh what is it like graphics to performance mode or something like yeah, that. Yeah, correct. So, um yeah, so I mean the game been running smooth and things like that. Uh I mean I think it's I mean I think it's cool. I don't remember what the first one looked like entirely. Um Yeah. I feel like it it ran decent. I mean, I remember really enjoying playing the game and stuff like that. So I'm just curious to see, you know, how this adventure gonna pan out. Um, I'm just I don't know if my memory correct or whatever, but even just like you know how they had the story because I think it was Zach. I think Kyle think he's Zach or something like that. But um, I don't, I don't remember the story entirely because I ain't played Crisis Core in like like 15 years. So um, yeah. but we'll see how it is though. It, it's it's I'm, I think it's cool. So, okay. um, the music and everything good. Uh, the graphics, the way it looked, the ambiance. I think they did a real good job on the game thus far. So, we're going to see how it pan out. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I feel the same way in regards to... I kept the 30 FPS on. I'm okay with that. I sit back on my um, larger screens. And I just... I don't really care for, like, the... For those types of games where I know it's not like twitchy, twitchy stuff, like like no Devil May Cry or no Call of Duty, I don't really care playing at thirty. I I really used to be like bothered by it, but it's like my eyes simply got adjusted to not seeing so many freaking um uh I don't know anti aliasing effects or like their temporal um. Uh, the, 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 you know, the, I can't even think of it, but where they utilize a lower resolution and upscale it, the upscalers, I'm, I, my eyes got used to not using them on my PC. So when I play those games, I'm like, bro, I cannot take all this chittering around my, the person and like this, this, um, this, um, broken up effect that's around on the background because the person is moving too fast or whatever. So it just breaks up the image for me. So I don't like the 60 FPS mode, honestly. And this, and I didn't like it in uh, Final Fantasy 16 either. So I use 30 FPS mode. Um, so I'm going to use 30 FPS mode in this one simply because of those reasons. Um, but it does still look pre- present well, um, in my opinion, from what it looks like. And it, the performance mode isn't bad. I just know what a really good one looks like and i know what that one looks like like i know horizon forbidden west has a really good 60 fps balance mode um but that one is it's like just a little bit not it's a little too muddy for me um but it, overall i think the presentation the cutscenes, the the music probably one of the hardest intros i've seen in the demo in a while i was like okay oh they they i heard they, they was they was cooking with some grease with that little intro um but yeah, I mean, overall, I really, you know, I think from just a little amount of time I played it, the um, textures for the uh, overworld or basically the background, I know how it used to look when you were inside the city 
it was like literally a jpeg it was terrible on a ps4 but on um on this they kind of you know it's obviously open world now you can go interact with this stuff they had to make it better and it, and, it, and it does look better especially when you're rocking around and um and um in these larger spaces so they did a really good job of optimization to me um for the for the for what they're doing and the, the, the texture work and all that good jazz i think they did a good job there um it's really just now selling the story and i think they're gonna pretty they're gonna do a really good job with that too and they got a bunch of crazy mini games i was playing the piano um <laughs> it, it's like they it, it's like they they put stuff in and have fun i mean obviously you got this big old stupid dumb sword on your back um and it's just not the most um realistic thing to be carrying around but they just make the game fun and it's just like entertaining and it's 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 within the realm of their world that you this will all make sense so uh but yeah i really like it um i definitely think it's still gonna be the game of the year um but it it, it is on fortunate that they are doing it in the way they are doing it i mean uh, all jokes aside i think that the exclusivity stuff of it is kind of stupid at this point um especially when they could just release it on pc as well alongside it um i think they're going to sell less because of it they're might going to sell well but it's not going to sell as much as they possibly could and there is it really just doesn't feel like it's um it's meant to be exclusive to this console. It's like, it's really like a, I don't know. This is like one of the last ones where I feel like this is like a holdout, um, that Sony is not letting go. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe Microsoft bought them too. Who knows? It's just a lot of, um, weirdness there. I don't, I, and that, and that's, and it's fine for them to have that exclusivity. I think, I don't think we got a better product for it, to be honest. I mean, optimization wise, it's it still looks great, but I think that they still do that on the when they when they launch um, together. But um, for me, I'm just excited to play it. So, uh, yeah, that is my thoughts on Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo. Uh, anything to add, Josh? I know on your end, you're you're uh, still contemplating. Or I don't know if you are contemplating or not, but on your end, no. Um, I think the the from what I've seen of the demo, it looks good. Uh, I haven't played it yet. Um, but what I'll say is that they've been putting a lot of information out about the game as far as like at the state of play, and a lot of the trailers were like super spoil spoilery. I mean, obviously, if you don't know what was in the trailer, like in the game originally, then it don't matter. But it's just interesting that they're putting out so much information about the game and mm. which I don't know if they need to because like people are going to buy it um, regardless. But uh, yeah, it looks good. Like I like I said, Final Fantasy is the exclusive series that I'm interested in. So if it's any point to get a PS5, it would be like to play Final Fantasy. It's just, uh, yeah, they the weird exclusivity where it's going to come out in PC maybe this year or something like that it's weird because like okay i want to get it but then am i gonna have to buy it again to play it on a pc which is going to be the better experience or is it better to just wait you know so yeah uh it's still it's still up in the air it's just 
do I have enough games to justify that five hundred dollars? Um, you know, and right Price. now I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's just more so a lot of that. So um, now now that you know, there, I've always had the inkling that, well. The whole point of me buying back my Xbox was simply because I knew that these dudes don't even, they don't optimize their games. And the next game we're going to talk about still from PlayStation is surely enough um, is having issues, but it's not as bad as people are making it out to be. But it is one of those situations where sometimes it's better to kind of, you're going to buy these day one games anyway, is for them to be done on these consoles. Um, I don't, and and I, when I say that, my last point, I'm kind of like contradicting myself. And I said that my last point was that it, I don't think the optimization is necessary or the, the exclusivity is necessary for better optimization. I don't still don't think that way because I think the consoles themselves are, you know, in this space where they're, they're, um, they're specific type of PC. So there's nothing that is going to change about this so they can optimize properly to this configuration in the best way possible, just like you can with the Steam Deck. That's why it's so much useful or more fun to play on the Steam Deck than it is to play on a PC because there's just so much that they take out the out the way simply because the hardware is um, uniform across the board. So I don't think that exclusivity helps optimization. I think uh, solidified configurations do. And that is that is what it is when you buy a console. So um, Helldivers 2 came out and a lot of people were having issues with disconnections. Um, it, it still runs a little choppy, but it's not as bad. But there was a lot of disconnections online, um, server-wise. There was a lot of issues with um, performance. I know the Steam Deck, on the Steam Deck, that game runs like crap, but... I'm pretty sure it's it's a heavy game. It's a lot of going stuff, a lot of stuff going on all the time, uh, a lot of things there. So, um, I would expect that to to happen. Um, I, I am ex- happy to report that I think the developers of Hell Divers Two have been doing a very good job of fixing the game. I feel like over the last like week and a half. A lot of these concerns have been alleviated. I'm not sure about performance-wise, but I know that the, at least the disconnections, all the issues that people were uh, complaining about, where it was literally sitting at mostly negative uh, or mixed for a while on PC, um, Steam, uh, it's now at a mostly positive. So I think they have been doing a really good job of staying on top of things, fixing things, and and um and people are just starting to realize that the game has a lot more depth to it and um a lot more interesting components about it and it's not just um a over the top shooter it's really got some some legs to it so um it's really cool to see that and I, I know you said you had a statistic Josh of how much they sold but I don't remember what the statistic was um, um or how much it was yeah, but I know that they were like their it best was just launch. coming up. Uh, recently, like yesterday, Helldivers. Uh, stat, hold on. Uh, that it was just breaking records right now. It's a concurrent of uh, 150,000 players. Um, mm-hmm. at once. So when it comes to to the stats and stuff, I'm like not like fully sure, but for a multiplayer game, mm-hmm. uh, from PlayStation Studios, it's for sure breaking their records of the most concurrent players. Like if you they drop God of War. You know, maybe they got like 
a hundred thousand players at one time, but Hell Divers is you know seemingly put up uh, much higher numbers faster than any other yeah. PlayStation game, and their all time peak so far is is just shy of two hundred thousand. So that's that's really good for a a launch of a um, online game. Because uh, yeah. most online games don't get don't get that high, uh, you know, unless it's like PUBG. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like like you said, um, I've been interested in Helldivers. Like that would be a game that I get on PC. It's only forty dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the the performance issues and then like server issues and stuff, it might not be a good time to get it. And I. I don't know. I was looking at just playing it by myself, but it's a really, really online focused game. Like it's four player co op, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of like teamwork. And it not necessarily that you have to do like the objectives uh, together, but it's more like you have to think about what your team has and what they're doing. Uh, kind of like if you're playing like Left 4 Dead, and I know that Jalen has no health pack, mm-hmm. and I'm his friend, so I know he has no health pack. So I'm gonna look out for him. I'm gonna give him items or be there when he goes down and stuff like that. Whereas if I'm playing with complete randoms, like a lot of times when you play with randoms, people just run out and do their own thing. And sometimes you might, you know, somebody might be helpful, but if you're not communicating, then it, it's a lot harder to to do that. And so this game is really, you know, you die easily. Uh, there are a lot of enemies. It's friendly you fire. Got, you can blow your friends so, yeah, up. Friendly with, fire with is on. Yeah. yeah. I, I think so, it's a. Uh, I think it'd be fun to play as like just a fun experience to see if how well we work together because I think we haven't done that in a while. I mean, Overwatch is the Overwatch. I mean, we we kind of play our roles, but um, to have a different like um, experience with uh, yeah, we don't friendly we don't play fire. Friendly fire games. <laughs> last time, yeah. Jay Lewis in the bathroom like, man, I, I know what you're thinking, man. <laughs> Said, uh, I know what you're thinking, man. Please, please, please don't. I said, what you talking about? I said, hold on, you're moving too different. You want to get blasted, though, man. I'm like, man, you ain't got to shoot me, bro. I'm like, like you pausing and looking at me way too long, bro. I'm on your team. <laughs> the fact that he peeped that, that is crazy. <laughs> I be like, bro, he was like, man, you, you, you stop it looking at me too long. I'm about, I'm about to cook that boy. Yeah. Anyways, that's our that's our about friendly fire. <laughs> yeah. But. So, um, Hell Divers looks looks like a lot of fun. Um, so I'm I might wait and see you know, like what their content updates and stuff look like. Yeah. And you know if it if it's worth it, I might jump in by myself because I think I can have fun. But it, it depends. Like you know, the hard missions can I actually do that with randoms? Or if we, you know, if y'all decide to get it too, like if we actually can coordinate and play it together, uh, yeah, schedule wise, that's, that's but, not even, yeah, that's probably the hardest thing. It's not even like getting the game and and but it's just like really coordinating time and it's mm-hmm. it's starting to come more and more bleak for that. So, but we definitely gonna be playing Apex Legends. So get y'all get ready. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a, a different thing, especially it's a. Um, I, I I could see how ha- I could see having fun in that game simply because of the the friendly fire and the aspect of working together like that because it's they, they are relentless they just keep coming they don't stop so um yeah the engagement of constantly having something to do in a game and not having a little time is going to help me engage the game better than I would when it's like 
plenty of little time like a, like an apex where it's just like okay we just sitting around waiting on something to happen so i'm hoping these new modes like um i don't know i forget the name of the mode that just came out for apex that breaks down that that kind of mm, uh, trims down the fat of the game uh-huh. yeah. yeah so uh that's what i'm looking for so i think hell divers would be a cool pve um experience versus having to fight somebody all the time um so yeah um, I've been thinking about that, and this has been on my radar, looking to see if that's a, a deep, deep, or nice sale that happens later or sooner than later um, on that and giving it a shot. So, But again, we got the backlog, man. We it's, it's, it's plenty of time. It ain't, it ain't going nowhere. That's what I'm happy about, them finding success. Like I don't really care about none of the exclusive stuff. I really want them to find success. I want these smaller companies. I want these companies that are... I say it's something smaller, but it's Sony. But it's like smaller devs that have put some time and effort into something. Like even with the Power Worlds thing, like I just I want to keep seeing that because it's, it tells me that there people are getting back to just wanting to play fun games and not these overly mm-hmm. priced, over the top um, games that just don't really do anything to push the envelope of fun. It just it's just another thing that go through and just um it's an experience versus you know a true game like a, a true game is not an experience i think uncharted is an experience god of war to me it's still an experience even though it's like a really really well polished experience i think it's still like i still fall in that category of experience for me final fantasy i think that's a game <laughs> i don't know it's just i don't know that's how i categorize some of these things like indiana jones i think that's gonna be an experience um so even um uh, Hellblade. So it's just those types versus a true game that's gonna have some real meat and potatoes in it. Um, so I'm glad they found success. Um, I'm happy for them. I think they sold over a million copies already. That tells me that's gonna have some legs to it, and it's gonna have a community behind it. So in a later time, maybe six months from now, five months from now, we probably could give it a shot um, for a lesser price, but you know still have some fun and yeah. fun with that game too so i'll say the one thing i saw about it that was like interesting is that in order to use your like abilities like you want to you know do a drone strike or something you got to input the code yeah. <laughs> commands on the controller like yeah. you know down down left right up and I th- that's just interesting because we we play a bunch of games like destiny and stuff like that where you just have your abilities on you know rb and you just do it but yeah actually making so you got to rememorize cheat codes makes it like you said this is fundamentally just a video game like this is, yeah we want you to have fun we want you to like uh you know not, not serious yeah, yeah just really be have fun play it like a game die a couple times you know maybe you kill your friends by mistake but you're just gonna have fun um, keep learning it, so yeah i, I think yeah. that's that's what makes it so in engaging for me like even watching the game seems is fun because i was watching some people play it i was like man it's something actually interesting so it, that's when you know you got some real you know fun on your hands versus you know you have to experience it for yourself to be fun no i don't even got to experience it myself i can see that this is an experience of a, a, a game or um is it, this is a game fundamentally that's just fun so yeah uh but yeah Oh, happy for their success. Uh, you know, keep blowing up aliens. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Um, 
Oh shoot, I didn't even do my timestamps. I got I got to stay on top of my timestamps, people. Uh, so what's up next? Deadpool. Um, I watched the Super Bowl for one thing, one thing only. Usher Raymond. Um, and it was it was a great experience for me. I'm not a big football fan. I'm sorry if y'all offended by that, but I'm just not. I never have been. Uh, but sports go sports. But I will say is that these commercials this year, they had some ex- insane budgets. I'm talking about it was like celebrity after celebrity after celebrity. But I think Deadpool's um, trailer stole the show. In over in under twenty four hours, this trailer has been viewed three hundred and sixty five million times. That is that is crapping all over GTA. It's beating out like the Avengers Endgame. I'm like, how? It's just Deadpool. But I think because of the Deadpool Wolverine Marvel, this character hits in itself. Is what's going to save that Marvel universe, and I think he even mentioned that he said, "All right, we are about to save the whole Marvel universe." <laughs> I think that's what he said in the trailer. That is insane. So I'm like, I'm really happy that it's doing that. Uh, I'm I'm happy that it's doing that for real, like. That 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 gives me hope that this is still someone that people want to watch and people want to enjoy. They just have to be original and they have to be creative. They don't. It's just it's not about you know churning out the same old same old. This is so different from what Marvel would ever do. Cussing wise, all the puns, all the the breaking of um, the fourth wall, all that stuff is just new for them and. They're keeping it like we thought they would, you know. It's Deadpool, but yeah, man, I'm I'm super excited. This the 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 trailer got me excited. Um, I couldn't ask for a better teaser. I mean, you don't see Hugh Jackman at all yet, but um, you know he's there and his presence is felt obviously because they've been talking about it by t- together for a while. But um, I just thought that it was cool. Yeah, I, I really got much else to say, but. What are y'all thoughts on uh, Deadpool saving the Marvel Universe? Y'all, was y'all over it? Are y'all still over it? Do y'all think this matters? I mean, I've, I've been down with the Marvel Universe. So, um, I just when when I you stop? Really like when you stop? Uh, probably a little bit after Endgame. I mean, or mm-hmm. uh, let me see, Infinity War. Yeah, Endgame. I mean, I tried to tune in a little bit after that to see what they was doing. But it mm-hmm. just didn't seem like it wasn't like a clear direction or anything, and it was just kind of riding a wave. So, um, I think that's kind of when I had turned it off. So I, I guess it's a good sign if you know that many people watch the Deadpool commercial and you know yeah. it's on YouTube booming like that. So I mean, that's a good sign. So, and I think they in touch with the world to know that Marvel ain't probably been doing as good as it has. Of course, I don't know all their numbers and stuff like that, but. You know, from to say something like that, it kind of thought he would have been in tune with what's going on. No, I think so. I think they they are and, very much yeah. so in tune. Um, and I think, and that's part of their poor character too. So yeah, I think them even having the money. I think this is going to be like their big. You know, um, this is kind of like their 
end game for this year. I think this is the biggest release that they're going to have for Root, and that's why they treated it that way, and it's in July. So, um, it's the reason why they got the spot, you know, so. But yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything else that could top Deadpool for Marvel this year. So, I think that's why they kind of did it this way, and I think they kind of realized that based off of previous stuff, because I'm thinking, I'm talking this thing beat out uh, Lord of the Ring, Rings of Power, this thing beat out Avengers Endgame, this beat out the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, so he's, it's like he's up there now as, like, one of the most beloved characters, um, and I sim- I sim- like I said, it's simply because he, he executed on the Deadpool 1 and 2 so well, so... I don't think that this is this is well deserved and I'm happy to see it. Um I'm not the biggest, you know, cameo, know what's happening type situ like little small stuff. I just here to enjoy a, a great experience and I think he taps into both enough that I mean it's worth it. So yeah, but what's your thoughts, uh Josh? Um, yeah, um, for a while, I've still been following Marvel regularly, and I, there's still some stuff that I, I like that's still really good that came out, and a lot of stuff that's just, like, mediocre and you can skip it. And one of the biggest problems is that they used up all of their, not, I don't want to say A-list characters, because some characters are not A-list characters, like Star-Lord, nobody really knows who Star-Lord is, yeah. but the actors and the characters that people got used to in the movies, they used them all up. And then they kind of, you know, they had a good finale with Endgame. And, like, a lot of those characters are gone. And so now they've been using the characters that people don't have a connection to or don't really care about. Or their stories are not, maybe they're not that interesting or you didn't write the story interesting. So there's been a lot of problems. But them saying that they're going to focus on, like, smaller, not not necessarily smaller projects, but less projects. So what's going to come out, we're going to spend more time on each one. And so hopefully, hopefully the quality overall is better. But for us, Deadpool, it also has the added factor where these are older characters from Fox. I mean, yeah. you know, and there's some Marvel, but they're, they're coming from other franchises that people like. Like Deadpool 1 and 2 were fun, goofy, and completely different than anything that came out. And then second, you have Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, who's been doing this for 20 years, and people love him. So, um bringing those two together is is a recipe for success and i think it will yeah it can breathe a, a good breath of fresh air into the marvel universe uh what's going to happen after i don't know cuz you know the trailer is all about like the tva and loki stuff and so like time yeah. uh, like different dimensions and stuff like that uh i think it will be fun and i think deadpool is a good character to make that transition I don't think he's a good character to like keep coming back because he's one of those characters that is kind of a issue where it's like With you can't put lines. Deadpool in a serious movie. Yeah. Like you can't put Deadpool in, in Infinity War and he's fighting Thanos and it actually matter. Like if he's fighting Thanos, he has to be like a joke. <laughs> like so yeah. he's a good like transition to make fun of Marvel when they're in, at their bad time. I don't know how he's going to be in the future, but at least bringing, you know, the franchises together, the X-Men and stuff like that, it will it will have the opportunity to get people excited again for characters that they know and love. That way you don't have to spend time with, um, you know, smaller characters that nobody care about. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, um, yeah, like I said, I wanted to keep them short and sweet. Uh, I appreciate them like doing this and and and, and providing like a like a good a big large long teaser for this. So I'm excited. Um, probably definitely one of the best um Super Bowl trailers that 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 was released. Not commercial, but obviously trailer. Um, yeah, a lot of times it's teasers at the Super Bowl, but this was, it was a teaser, but you get yeah. a good sense of like what it, what it's about. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 for sure. I don't think they ran the whole two minute and twenty four seconds during the Super Bowl. I think they did like a sixty second one, and then you kind of go had to mm-hmm. go watch the big, you know. Uh, but it might be it might be the the, the game pick the whole thing because I mean they got the money to do two minutes and twenty five seconds. Um. But you know what surprised me? Timu, or I don't know if I'm saying it right. Uh, they have four commercials during the 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 um uh during the Super Bowl. The company is it, basically it, it, their slogan is "Shop like a billionaire" because they got a, they sell a bunch of stuff and they you know direct ship it from these places where they make it. And um, boy, do I want a a, a business model like that because it does not seem like they were on the on the scene for long. But boy, are they winning! They are winning in a significant way, and. We know them ads ain't cheap. They ran the same shot like a billionaire ad four times. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, they doing something right over there. And I, I got to figure out more about this company. Karina told me something that was a little off-putting but um, about um, child labor. But I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a dig into Timu a little bit more just for my own interest. But yeah, it was a lot of cool stuff that was happening during the Super Bowl commercials for sure. All right, let's move on uh, to the next thing. So, I don't know, none, none, neither, I don't think neither one of y'all care, but um, Dead Island 2, it's finally got its steam. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I've been waiting for this. I mean, I could have played it on um, console, you know, it would have been straight, I guess, but I really wanted to play it on uh, PC. So, um yeah, it's finally got announced. This game originally came out back in, I think, April 21st of 2022. So it's taken them two years um, to get it to us. So two years from now, it's like the day after the two-year mark. So I'm, I'm assuming that is what Epic told them. They said, hey, y'all want our money? It's two-year exclusivity. Um, their two-year exclusivity has come up. And now I should be able to play it, um, yeah, in a couple of months. I think this is going to be the cadence for all of them, Josh. I ain't, I ain't gonna hold you. I think I, I don't think mm-hmm. Alan Wake Two gonna come. I think that one was like one of those ones where they put too much money on it. But I think the ones that were exclusive to it, they might have two year windows, um, like that Kingdom Hearts, um, stuff like that. Yeah. So, so when did that Kingdom Hearts Kingdom come Hearts. out? Yeah. I think Kingdom Hearts been longer. People are saying it has a uh, a different um, contract. Oh, really? It's been more than two years. Interesting. Yeah, I think okay. it's been like uh, three. Oh wow. Hmm. Well, I mean, 
it does not make me want to buy it on there. So, uh, I mean, it, it is what it is. They spend their money how they want to spend their money. They make money. They make a lot of money. So, if they want to spend their money on doing that, um, go ahead, bro. But I'm away. March 30th, 2021. <laughs> yeah. Dang. That's been a while. Jeez. Okay. Um. Okay. But... Outside of that, I just wanted to let y'all know it's coming out April twenty second on Steam. You can buy it from the uh, best OS, not the worst. No, I ain't lying. <laughs> not, not the not the OS, uh, but the the platform itself. I just I just can't get behind Epic's Game Store, even yeah, though I figure out point, a way to. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say PC exclusive is the ones that that make. The least amount of sense because you're playing on the same system it's just you can't buy it unless yeah. you're doing it on a platform and you know at the end of the day they losing out on sales because you want to keep it on your store because uh, yeah. people are not going to move over to the store just to buy it <laughs> no they're not just doesn't make sense i think they they lost the race to that obviously they want to continue to build up upon that in a new generation but i don't think nobody and I think there is some truth to no one having like loyalty to like stores or video game consoles. Like I was listening to, was I? I was listening to IGN new next gen console watch, and they were talking to, I think Ryan, yeah, Ryan McCaffrey was talking through um, why he thinks the Xbox thing will happen, but he had a good. I I felt like he had a good point anyway in regards to. Um, uh not having people not having loyalty to like these console generations anymore or maybe it was the other guy maybe mm -hmm. but not just having loyalty to console generations anymore like kids our younger generations they don't really care what they play on they just care if they got fortnite and like the games that they play like they don't care if they play it on the phone they don't care if they play it on the oculus quest or meta quest they don't care if they're playing on the playstation 5 or the xbox series x or nintendo switch they just care if their games are running and optimized or maybe optimized properly. So maybe not the Nintendo Switch, but um, they don't really care. So there is a lot of merit to how, you know, Xbox wants to present themselves in the future. If they just wants to continue to sell their console, but also provide the option for the games to be played anywhere um, is kind of a ideal situation for them so I, I i do see some of that because in my my even my little brother and my look my nephews and nieces they could care less where they plan they just want to have a certain thing a certain software so it's not like they like oh i'm dedicated to my nintendo 64 like we used to be kind of it was a it was a it was two things we couldn't afford to have more than one system but it was more so also um we had some type of loyalty or like our our dad or our parents had some type of loyalty to one of them and my my aunt had loyalty to playstation that's how i first got introduced to playstation she bought the playstation one and then she bought the playstation one mini she gave us the fat one and then she gave and then we played the then we bought the playstation two right after but there was no real like option for the xbox to ever be in existence because it was just like this is the person that introduced it to me so i really didn't care and then that and then it was just like where can i play my game so 
I do see some merit in just simply I can access games on my phone now. I don't need a console to really play Roblox. Um, I can just get on my phone. I don't really need a console to play Fortnite. I can just get on my phone. So I don't think of it as a, this is an Xbox brand thing. This is just more so where can I play my game? So it makes mm-hmm. sense for them to want to be everywhere like Fortnite, you know? So mm-hmm. so I thought he had a really good point in saying that. Um, do I agree with not have to having everything on everywhere? No. I think there's a good healthy balance of having some things stay exclusive to their console and some things go to everywhere, like massive multiplayer online games like a Halo. Unfortunately, the Halo brand has been um, impacted so much over the last years that honestly, it is okay for them to put that elsewhere to try to see if they can earn more money. I want them to keep making Halo games. I actually like Halo Infinite. I don't want that to die off because they don't want to put it on another console, you know. But at the same time, it is a, it is a loyal, it is like a, it is like an iconic thing to be with Xbox for this Halo. So I don't want, I don't think they should start with Halo. <laughs> but if they do, I wouldn't knock them. I think they have a big shooter right now. That do they really want Halo to be competing with COD? Like I wouldn't. I already own, own COD. Why the heck do I need to have another large shooter like that? I just don't need to. I can continue to create this for PC and Xbox and, and you know, keep Activision games multi-plat. I don't really need to do that because I'm so big and we make so much money. I think it'd be stupid to, uh, to handicap ourselves for that. Uh, but yeah, let me get off my soapbox. Uh, but yeah, anything else on um, exclusivity, timed platform crap that we got to go through? Um, no, I, I think, like you said, that the console loyalty is something that is kind of a thing of a past. Other than like having a Nintendo Switch, if you have any other system, you can play most games. Yeah. And a lot of the games are online anyway, so it's not even about the single player experiences anymore. Uh, yeah. it's where you access your online games. Um, yeah. There is something to be said about brand strength because people, you know, know PlayStation. Like, PlayStation is a brand name. You can go to somebody's grandma and say PlayStation and she knows that it is. Like, yeah, not necessarily gonna everybody's grandma is going to know what the Xbox is, you know? But yeah. the brand itself, uh, there is strength to that and having exclusivity does build that brand. The Xbox is in a uh, a situation where they're they can't grow anymore with what they have. Like yeah. you know, they've been been saying uh, Game Pass is successful, but it's not growing. You know, and maybe they got twenty million, thirty million, million subscribers, but that number has been stagnant. And in order to grow it to to continuously be profitable, to continuously invest into the brand, they have to have growth and xbox consoles are at the same time not moving off shelves fast either so there's nowhere else to go they they got all their games on x cloud so you can play it on your phone you can play a game on pc you can play games on xbox you can play games on tv on your tv if you got a samsung tv or whatever um but they're not growing and you're already spread out as far as you can be so the only other customers left are playstation customers and nintendo customers so 
yeah, it, it makes sense where if you can't grow anymore, the only thing your business can do is to just reach out to more customers. I mean, otherwise just, you know, take a hit on the profitability and invest in like franchises and stuff like that. But I don't think Microsoft as a company is, is down for that. Like the, you know, even the CEO of Microsoft said he doesn't like console exclusives. So if Xbox is going to be around and not get like downsized and people get layoffs, they have to put out games elsewhere, uh, you know. I don't know if that means everything. Like you said, I don't know if Halo should be on PlayStation. Um, but right now they got to do what makes sense as far as like making money. Mm. So let's stay right there because I wanted to talk about the Microsoft thing anyway. And I kind of want to pose a question to you guys. Um, from what's, what you know and what you've seen, even if you don't know everything, do you feel like Xbox has a chance to continue to grow the brand with the not the Activision uh but but Bethesda and Microsoft Studios um developers like do you feel like with those alone they could start to build upon themselves to have the level of exclusivities a, a level of exclusives that people will will seek out um or do, like, do y'all think they're on the cusp of something or no? And why? So with the Bethesda and um, Activision stuff? Nope, not Activision. Leave Activision out of it. Just Bethesda and their current Microsoft Studios. Like the actual, like, Compulsion. Um, uh, sorry, Playground Games. Like, you know, the Fable. Like those like literally just those not because i feel like activision just has to stay alone by itself right now because it just make too much money i would not mess that up so i wouldn't do anything to different i just own it you know what i'm saying <laughs> so that i have to leverage over sony to say hey play ball with me that's all i care about getting activision for just play ball with me that's it i don't really care about nothing else like they're so big that having in that in your back pocket that's all that matters. Like, I can take COD from you. I mean, it's not like they have signed a contract now. It would be stupid for them to do that. But there is so much leverage in just owning that IP and everything that comes along under Activision. So regardless of what, you know, everyone thinks, they now have leverage. And that's that makes sense. But I just want to talk about Bethesda because I, I, I honestly feel like they weren't like the biggest pickup but you know people love them so fine and then um and then you know their current studios that they already had and uh, um working on games like did you feel like that was on the 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 cusp of greatness or no um i don't know if you want to take it first jalen or not but uh and you can keep it high level. I, I don't. You don't got a deep dive. I just want to, like, kind of get your perspective on the company brand itself. Cause, I mean, just a pulse check. I know we had we had talked about it just real quick. Uh, was it last week? Um, I mean, I don't really feel like they're on a cusp of nothing right now. I think they're just trying to just fill things out, basically. If that's the simplest way to put, it, I feel like that's it. I don't think it's 
a lot that's like a that's really going on. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think that because when they got Bethesda, Microsoft was in the space where there were no games coming out for a long time, or and the games that were coming out were like stuff of a uh, much smaller scope, like um, Ori in the in the uh, Blind Forest. Like it's yeah. a fun game, but it's a really really small game and really uh, niche audience. Whereas if they had uh, the Bethesda IPs. Even though if these games don't appeal to everybody, they could double their output cadence where we have twice as many games coming out. Some of those games people love, like Doom. People love Doom. Like, you know, Doom maybe not as big as Halo, but it's a it's a game that will get people interested. And when that game will drop, it will, you know, uh, it'll drum up excitement. People will talk about it. It'll be in the news, you know, um, stuff like that. So if they can have more games coming out, then that's an overall benefit from them. Now, that being said, I don't think any particular Bethesda IP is going to be anything to compete with a God of War uh, because in in trying to play catch-up with Sony, Sony had, had a regular cadence. Like, every three months, we're going to drop a big title. Mm. And Xbox didn't have anything to drop for every three months so now they have something to put out but those games are not the same caliber like sony has uh, my bad in, in in order to explain it while trying to catch up to sony sony entered the next stage where now they got all-star teams they got last of us team that can put out you know the the best game you've ever seen they got the a gorilla team they put out ghost of Tsushima and um uh, what was that? Uh, Horizon. Like every game that they're coming out is the is the most high tech, best looking game that you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So now Xbox has to catch up to that. Now they have games coming out, but they're not cutting edge. Like they're they're good games, but they're not cutting edge. So no, I don't think Bethesda or Zenimax or uh, Arcane they're not cutting edge studios. The only cutting edge studio out of Bethesda is it's software and I don't know like if they can do it by themselves. <laughs> uh, yeah. you know. I mean I mean Insomniac been doing it by themselves. Like if they didn't have Insomniac, it would be it would not be good over well, yeah. there at Sony I mean, right Insomniac now. Insomniac is doing overtime, but yeah. God of War and Last of Us, you know, they, they, they put up their they, they carry their own weight. But yeah. like Bethesda has nothing of that same caliber. Yeah. And um Honestly, I think Sony owning them just gives them a better, uh, um, a better access to resources. I don't know, whatever it is, but it's like a Sony effect. Where that, regardless of what it is, you can you can say these games are you know very similar or very strategic in what they choose to make, um, but they make sense and they always sell well. So that is like a. It's like a it's like a thing with them where um they pick they have the best uh A and R or um uh I just think that they do a good job at it. Like um so yeah, I mean my my thoughts are pretty much honestly I felt like they were on to something. I felt like if they had one or two games that really like I think if Fable blew everybody out the water and that was a game that you really wanted to play, because I think it, 
graphically and gameplay wise that could have been a caliber of um of a of a a god of war or something like that i think that is the level of polish that we're looking for and we're looking for that level of high budget greatness and i and it and it and it doesn't have to be single player but it also those are the games that truly define why you own the xbox it's not the multiplayer because honestly multiplayer games can be played elsewhere and multiplayer games do not provide the the level of security that you're going to be getting something along this level of quality in the future i, I just think gameplay in itself i think that is where and people can't really define it i think i just figured out how to define it these are experiences ghost of shishima was an experience to me and i think they have no experiences they just have games and it's weird to say that <laughs> but i think that is the only way i can really define it i like last of us i remember it because it was an experience to go through ghost of shishima i remember it because it was an experience to go through i don't remember gears because it was just a game and i just i just it wasn't an experience to me gears 5 came decent cl decently close to an, a true experience but at the same time it just did not it just did not make it across that it's like this artificial threshold where it it, it, it truly evolves from like game quality to movie quality where you're just literally i'm along for this experience and this experience is exciting and i just want to keep going um so i don't know but that is that could be there's a lot to be said about an experience versus a game and that's and and, and you know I, I hate to use that because i don't want to diminish people's work because they make they put a lot of effort into making those games feel like games but at the same time we all here for one thing we're here for that story we're here for those cutscenes. we're here for that animation and we looking for quality a bond above beyond you know like it's just it's quality beyond belief that is what i'm looking for when i play those games and that's an experience for me it's not even about the game no more it's about the experience of just truly seeing these actors play their role so well to the point where i am transitioning to their world to experience what they're experiencing and i just don't feel that way when i come play the games on xbox so um it's a little yeah, selfish that, but, uh you know no i i agree so for a long time i think a lot of people would dog on sony games uh, even though that they, they were good but they always say like oh this is just an uncharted clone and oh, this is you know um and uncharted clone was a, a word that was used a lot for a long time especially like when god of war came out and last of us and stuff yeah because they were moving away from focusing on the game Play because the gameplay was soft. We we're gonna take the Uncharted formula, put that in a in our new game, and add in a new a different story. And that mm -hmm. was a criticism for a long time, but it I think it worked because the gameplay was good. Like it satisfied it satisfied people's needs. Like the gun, I can shoot stuff. I can swing on a rope. I can climb. Like mm -hmm. this is the, the stuff that uh, at the bare at the bones of it is what people like to do and have fun with. And we're going to elevate the story. And I think that it works for Sony uh, because now we can come to expect 
the the story to continuously elevate every time that they drop a game. <clears throat> yeah. The gameplay is not necessarily bad, but the short the story is short. I mean, I mean, the game is short, the story is good, and the gameplay is good, and that's that's kind of what people have come to expect. And then if they can push the gameplay further, like Spider Man, like oh now we got an open world game, and you know you can spend. 50 hours in this game if you want to, but the story is still going to be that same that same caliber. Yes. Uh, whereas Xbox, they didn't have that opportunity to explore and push the story with a lot of games, except for like I guess Hellblade. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it takes a lot of money and experience in order to have good gameplay and a good story. Like I think we, for a lot of people, they focus just on having a good game, like Nintendo. They don't care about the story. Their no. game is going to be good. The, the game is going to be amazing. The best, you know, platform physics you ever ever seen. Seen, yeah. Um, but in order to reach that next level, you have to invest in that that experience of it as well. Uh, you know, and it's not for everybody. Like sometimes I'm not in the mood for experience games. Like you know, I want to play Dev Stranding, but I kind of don't want. I don't have time for an experience. I want yeah. to play a fun game. So I will, yeah. you know, I'll pick up Helldivers before I pick up Death Stranding. But at the same time, there is still something unique about Death Stranding that you can't get anywhere else. Whereas, like, if you're tired of third-person shooters, then Helldivers is not going to do anything new for you. It's a it's a third-person shooter that you played a thousand times before, uh, but it's, you know, it's fresh and it's online. And you play with your friends, so it's still fun. So yeah. it, it it's it's hard to say which one is better, but as far as like you can't deny that Sony has um has been growing in ways that Xbox has not been Oh yeah. I think that the sliders are all the way up on story presentation. Um gameplay is at a at a six or five and and that's okay because that is what we come accustomed to. Like if I know if I'm buying a Sony game, I know I'm getting some really high quality high quality um uh experience. I'm getting a really high quality experience. Um if I'm buying if I'm playing Spider Man, I'm gonna get more the the gameplay is now at an eight, but that story and that, that world is still gonna be at a ten. It's just literally you gotta you gotta be accustomed to playing a shorter game, and people knock it for that. But I like my games to be short and sweet. I like my experiences to be memorable. Like like I want to remember it. I don't want to be playing the game for too long that I don't remember what happened. That's why I thought Starfield was a good game because I felt like I remember everything that happened, and it was not as long as I expected it to be. But I remembered it, and it was a it was it was at a it was at a to me. It wasn't about the gameplay. It was about this little this little story that they had. Now, could they have done that a lot better? Yes, but I felt like it was enough for me to feel like uh, excited to continue to play it. You know, so it it wasn't really they didn't change or build a new thing. It was just more so I felt like they turned their their aspirations to making a huge, insanely large world um too far i think they could have they could have changed it a little bit to make i think that experience more of an experience i think the world itself was the experience for a while Mm -hmm. until you know 
you, you, the story was there, but the world itself too was like a large degree where you saw the money and the bulk of the money go to. So I don't know. I, I felt like there was a lot of um, flavor there that I enjoyed. And I, that's why I thought Starfield was a great game to me. Like Everybody else can hate it. That's fine. That's my first but there's the game where I would I would definitely easily still give it an eight to nine out of ten. So um but that was that's me. That ain't everybody. Everybody some a lot of people hated it. So I I get that. Um but yeah, you had a big point there too, Josh, when you talked about Nintendo. I think they their sliders are all the way up on gameplay and polish and like presentation of that gameplay because they do not mess around when it comes to that. And I have never been like yeah, I don't think it's worth it because sometimes I feel like graphically, if they're not pushing the envelope, I don't appreciate it. But gameplay wise, you can't deny that they their games itself are 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 um they 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 they, they, they um they, they 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 experience or the experience that they provide is much deeper and nuanced and sometimes you're even like finding other things and replaying the gameplay it's like they they live and love to make you replay their games um and they live for it they do it all the time luigi mansion 3 um super mario bro super mario wonder um 3d world they do it so often and so well that you're like oh i want to play this mode i want to play this one again to kind of unlock all the extra secrets that's in it and stuff like that so it's just like a bunch of replayability on their gameplay, but it's polished too, and it gives you a provides you a nice challenge. Um, even in the earlier ends, and then they always make sure that they have some type of multiplayer or um, local co op component to it when it comes to like certain games, anyway. But yeah, I could talk about that for a long time. So, but I'm not because we we got to keep going. Um, any final thoughts on Microsoft's state and why? They um, why they're in third place. I think it's pretty obvious, but to me, I think they have a shot if they really stuck to their guns. I think with Fable around the corner, I think with Elder Scrolls around the corner, I think with um them continuing to elevate their presentation and experiences like Hellblade, but more so, um, getting to more more things that are comfortable. I would say like. I would put, I'll be putting so much time and effort, but like, again, it's, it's really understanding what type of games they make. Like, um, it's, it's just so much, it's so much there, um, that they could be doing, um, to really make them stand, make them stand out. But I don't know, man, the almighty dollar be calling sometimes too. Mm -hmm. So, but we'll yeah, see. I um, one other thing I was was wanted to say is uh, I was watching Dish Digital Foundry mm -hmm. talking about uh, the Xbox situation, and they they make a good point where a lot of the big changes come in between generations uh, because mm -hmm. that's when people you know you get a new device and uh, it, it kind of it was like a is a reset in a lot of ways for as like uh, both companies, but uh, unless Xbox is in a situation where they're out before the PlayStation 6 and their device is unique enough where 
it can do things that the PlayStation 6 is not, it can't do. It, they're really in the uphill battle where it's not, uh, you're not going to see a big change uh, fast. Um, you know, the reason that they were before ahead of the PlayStation 3 is because they had that advantage. They came mm-hmm. out first and their, their device had um, good technology and developers wanted to make the, uh, games for it. Uh, whereas now both consoles are pretty much the same. They do the exact same stuff. Uh, and they come out around the same time and the same price. Uh, so Sony's lead is just going to keep going because people are already invested in Sony. So unless you give people a reason to switch to Xbox, you, they're not going to switch. So that's why right now Microsoft is thinking about let's just change our strategy completely because this battle is like, we, you know, they get 50 points ahead and it's going to take forever to catch up. It might be better to just play a different game completely. But absolutely, absolutely. I think I think, and like I said, I think that's the smart thing to do. Um, we just want to. I just want to see where it lands them when it comes to the community um, and their brand, because yeah, I think that it's it's a lot to be said about what what holds a brand together. Um, and for Xbox, it's always been gears. Gears Halo Forza. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and for that stuff to start to be uh, distributed elsewhere, like, you know, what does that mean for the brand of Xbox? It doesn't feel as strong as it as it even was now, you know? It feels like it's more of a a, dist- a, a publisher. And that and maybe that's it. that's their in our idea that's better. Um but we we, we got to give them some time to talk and see what they're going to say. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what what happens next. Um, I think I think my my ideal situation is that Bethesda and um, Bethesda most most of Bethesda and most of Activision stays, you know, um, multi-plat, and then Xbox Studios. Are still going to be exclusives with PC releases. I think that would be the the ideal situation where I I honestly would re I would respect them giving them Starfield and all that stuff because it's it's Bethesda like you don't want to hurt their numbers because you're trying to you know but I understand how how much Starfield maybe strengthened the Xbox brand might have been better if it was like well received all across the across the land but um you know. I know that I know that strengthened it last year for sure. So, um, but okay, let's move on to Apex Legends. Um, so they are they recently released their season. I think this is year five anniversary collection event. Um, breakout in the new limited time mode, which we're gonna be trying here. I don't know. I don't know when, but we're gonna be trying it shortly. Uh, straight shot. So straight shot is a brand new uh, limit time mode. It has um, a few things that makes it a little bit more interesting. It's it's the basically classic battle royale, but with shorter stress and lengths. Um, no more jump masters. So players will spawn above a random POI and drop in. Each POI will contain two teams. 
choose to engage immediately or you can rotate to play the end game but basically you're going to be in a tighter spot and you're going to drop in with a another team guaranteed every time um and at the start the ring focuses the um the game on a smaller portion of the map so you're not going to have a large map to run around to get to other fights either so when you get there it's going to actually be a lot more streamlined weapons will spawn Kit it with at different rarities, streamline the loot process so you can find a blue rarity, a purple rarity, and then essentially you can, um, you don't have to like loot for a attachment or a silencer or whatever the case may be now because we don't, we haven't played in this so long, it might change that stuff. Um, um, more drops, more fights, and more in, uh, end rings and less times. Uh, you can play out work focus more on your movement and shooting, getting more reps uh, on the battle royale in less time. So you just get become a little bit better at the game because you're just not focusing on all the other process and components of the battle royale. Um, reduce the lobby size to 30 players. So it is um, less people. Um, and you can requeue with your party directly from the dev screen. So you don't have to go back to the top. And then jump back in. So I think it's an exciting change, especially this limited time mode. And I think um, with the, all the changes that are occurring, it's going to be a little bit more refreshing to play after a while. But um, we'll see how it goes. But I'm really excited about it. And I'm dragging my friends with me. I already told y'all that. So um, yeah, check. We're going to be in there um, shortly or soon. I don't know when, but soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, any thoughts on that breakout? Any thoughts on Apex? Anything y'all saw that piqued y'all interest? Or that game been dead to y'all for a long time? What's, what's y'all? Um, uh, I, I didn't want to ask y'all last time because I knew what y'all was going to say. But I guess, I, I guess <laughs> I'll give y'all a chance to talk this time. No, I, I'll say I, I, I'm trying to be fair to it and give it a fair uh, shape. So it's been a long time since I played Apex and I'm not up on a lot of the changes. So when I play it, I'm hoping that it surprises me that something is new. Maybe it's a change that they did like three seasons ago and it's, it's a change that I like. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm just waiting to see um, what it's like. Um, but yeah, it, the, the changes seem interesting at least because I, I was tired of the the old uh battle royale formula for apex so hopefully breakout at least gives it a different feel and that it's not not samey because apex was always fun it's just it always felt repetitive because i we've been doing this you know for four years yeah agreed what about you Jalen? I mean, I resonate with Josh. I mean, I give it a fair shot and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I'd be lying if I said I had like hopes and stuff of it. Um, mm. So, I mean, we just play it and see how it is. <laughs> yeah. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. I think that the, a lot of the changes when it comes to the uh, actual leveling up and uh, Evo shields, I'm hoping to. You know, lose a couple matches at first, but start to see the repetitiveness shake because we're now just focusing on 
winning fights and not doing all the loop stuff like i really want to get in for the straight shot so i can try it i don't really want to play the regular mode right now um i just I, like i said i just i want to trim down the fat i think that they have to understand everybody doesn't want to sit there and play a battle royale i love this gameplay i love this systems so i want to try it for sure and arenas wasn't it so hopefully this works um, but okay, let's move on to Overwatch 2. Um, who wanted to, who wanted to talk about Overwatch 2 changes? Because I don't know. Um, so y'all haven't seen anything about the Overwatch 2 changes? Okay. So mm-hmm. I would say that um, over, Season 9 is the new season. And the whole thing about Season 9 is that they want to sort of reset people's opinions on overwatch so they're changing a whole lot of stuff um so i'll start with the smallest thing which is battle pass it's a it's an eldritch thing battle pass so you know cthulhu and a bunch of octopus squid monsters and stuff like that mm. mora got the uh thing where she has a um a legendary uh or what is it a mythic she she just kind of looked like a ghost lady in like a cloak and you can change her face to so like a skull face or she has no oh. face or whatever uh, so the battle pass seem, seems all right if you're interested in that sort of like eldritch monster type look. For me, I, I don't personally care. I feel like this could have been saved for Halloween, but, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> um, that being said, the first biggest change is with competitive. They're kind of redoing all of the competitive ranks, so everybody is getting a reset. So if you were, you know, at the top rank right now, but they're going to reset you down to a lower rank. Um, but the climbing is going to be easier, and they're going to be more transparent with how the ranks do. So you'll mm. be able to see your progress bar after every match. It used to be you have to play a couple matches, and then it will update your your ranking. But now it'll show you kind of like how Apex used to do it, where you will see your XP bar go up or down, and it will tell you last match you didn't get any kills, but you didn't die, so you didn't. You're not going to change, but Oh, this match, you got a bunch of kills, but you also died a lot. So that's why your rank is going down, because you died a lot. So it it, it will tell you a lot more. And they're introducing Jade weapons uh, for the um, the competitive uh, reward. So instead of gold weapons, because gold weapons have been around for a long time, and people are, I guess, you got a bunch of gold weapons or you don't care anymore. Now they're switching it to Jade, and they said that every couple of seasons they're going to change the competitive reward. So... It gives you an incentive to play. As for gameplay changes, uh, they did a, a Fera rework uh, because they said they want to reduce the amount of Fera Mercy combos, uh, and just to give Fera a, a bit of new um, life. They gave her an air dodge, um, so you know you could fly up like normal. You can do your boost to fly up super high. But now she has another button, which is an air dodge uh, that you can dash in any direction. Well, you know, forward, back, left, or right in the air. So they want Farah to be more aggressive in the air and not sit back far away with uh, Mercy. Um, I personally don't see how it's going to reduce Mercy's uh, help because I think Mercy can just stick with her more now, now that she's faster in the air. Um, but... I don't know, according to Overwatch team numbers, it makes it a little harder for Farrah, I mean, uh, for Mercy to be um, with her, uh, or whatever. Uh, other than that, they're, they've 
introduced passive healing to everybody. Uh, and they've also changed the health on a bunch of heroes. I think everybody got a health buff. So like somebody like a Tracer who's 150 health. I think she's now 175 or something like that. But all the characters got more health in the game. So that means what uh one hit shots like a Widowmaker are going to be less effective. Um, Hanzo's are going to be less effective uh, and stuff like that if for like one hit kills. Um, passive healing, everybody's going to get a passive healing. So if you're, you get shot and then you leave the battle and you're out of battle for like five seconds, it will automatically heal you uh, over time. So that way you don't have to sit in a corner and wait for your healer to come help you. The healer, the healing will happen on its own. Um, so with the health changes, like everybody getting more health and the passive healing, the battles are supposed to be, are expected to be longer. I haven't personally uh, played it to to actually say um, that the battles feel longer, but that's the, that's the hope that you're not getting, you know, just one hit killed or, or die super quickly to like a junk rat, you know. But do y'all have any any feelings about what y'all heard so far? Hmm. The passive healing, of course, is an, is an interesting change. I definitely want to try out everything. Um, I think Farah seems interesting, um, but I don't know. I mean, I, outside of that, I really, you know, because I don't, I don't, I don't engage with the rank system. I don't engage with all that stuff. But I do engage with the core gameplay of the game, and I think I want to see how this changes really shake up stuff. Because um, I, you know, you know me, I'm very passive on the game i mean i'm indifferent i don't want to say passive i'm indifferent um i can play it but i don't i i can't i don't have to either and um most of the time it's uh it's me it's annoying because you know people are a lot more dedicated to the experience or the game and i'm just not as much so uh sometimes you know you're just getting clapped that's what's I didn't want to go completely into like the numbers, but I, I do got a little bit for like y'all specific characters. So one, everybody bullets are bigger. It, like it, it, it's a it's a funny like patch note, but all the bullets are bigger, so it'll be easier to hit people. You know, this is a creek on the other side of the map. You feel like she is hard to hit her. Pretty much everybody's bullets are getting a little bit bigger, so you're gonna be more consistent in your shots. Um, Ash, she's got a health buff uh, from 200. Now she's 250. Uh, and Bob get a little bit of buff to his his damage. Uh, May, she's going from 250 to 300 health. Farah, 250 to five two. Sorry, 200 to 250. Uh, her rockets are uh bigger uh but the explosions are a little bit smaller um so like overall they're trying to like push up i don't know the the time to kill tempo uh, i guess mm -hmm. the tempo yeah the tempo and just like diva diva's getting 75 more armor and 75 25 more health so it's like do y'all feel like the these changes are needed. Do you feel like? Well, I know you were you were saying that you know the snowball effect. Are you getting wiped? 
Do you feel like this would help the stuff you don't um, like about? Nah, yeah, I think I think making it more. The only thing that would make me excited to play it is making more lone wolf, and then that's just changing the definition of the game. So everything isn't for everyone, and if you try to make a game for everyone, then it's for technically no one at that point <laughs> because who really wants to play? A team-based shooter that supports lone wolf uh, tendencies. Nobody. That's why Call of Duty could never switch. So, um, I don't want them to cater to make me happy because it's not gonna make nothing. Nothing that they do is gonna make me happy. I think they need to cater to the people that truly invested time in the game and want that experience that they are traditionally or originally introduced them to, like. This is a team-based shooter. Lean, uh, lean into that more. Make it more team-oriented because that is the value of the game. Like People buy the game for that reason. I don't think they buy it to be a lone wolf. Now, they may be good enough to become that but punish the people that do do that. Because honestly, if you're not really helping your team and you're just getting a lot of kills, how are you really benefiting anybody? I understand getting a lot of kills, but you're not truly assisting the team. Punish those stupid healers for me. I don't care if you're... Like I said, I hate when people pop off and they feel like that is worthy of them to be able to do something else. Like, no. Your job is to heal. You're not You're not being a team player to me. So, fundamentally, this is a game about being team-oriented. I have a problem with being that way because I don't like the teams I get sometimes. And if I'm not playing with y'all, I'm just not interested. So... um blend into that more i don't know if these changes actually do that um they make you you know you can heal on your own obviously slowing down speeding up the ability to continue to be pushing yourself to be a try hard and go out in front of your team and not really stick with your team um are not benefits to me it just helps it, it helps the people i don't like in the game so <laughs> I mean, would you agree, Jalen, or what do you think? No, nah, I mean, I agree. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I just think there's there's plenty of things that is um, important in those types of games. Like, if you're trying to make that game, like, I would never try to do that in, like, a, you know, there's there's a reason why I've always felt fun to play destiny is because it was a it was a game like call of duty you know i mean you could you could stick with your team and be more effective but you really could go off on your own and they 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 they, they helped you do that with a lot of the classes and choosing your and, you know choose your abilities like uh if i want to be be able to to heal myself or if i want to be doing like weird axiom bolt stuff i'm getting a warlock i want nova bomb on people i'm getting a warlock like those types of mechanics made you feel super powerful but imagine those being taken away and they ground boots on the ground type situation like what the heck is destiny then so i think don't try to change the fundamentals of what the game is i think there's tweaks to be made but um, all these tweaks to me make it feel like um, you want to give people more survivability. You want to give people the ability to move on their own. So I don't know what that solves to me. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, now you bring it up. It it definitely feels like a Destiny 1 or Destiny 2 situation where they had a formula that worked, but it had some issues. So in mm. order to fix it, we're going to change everything. And we're going to reduce the number of players. Uh, we're going to reduce your super. You gonna, your grenade's not going to be as useful and, and all these types of changes where it didn't feel the same. Like I don't know if these changes are as significant, but now it feels like... And, well, for the longest time, the biggest issue I've had with Overwatch is how they balance it, where it's like, I think they're looking at the top players, how top players play, and so we're going to change the game based on that. But the the after effects of that, of the players like me, who are, I, I think, more like casual or not as good, yeah. uh, it means that everybody's got more health. That means, okay, good, yeah. I can survive longer. But that also means it's a lot harder to kill people or it's like it's gonna take more time to kill people. And yeah. Overwatch is a is that type of game where it's like, I really need to kill this Genji right now, because if I don't kill him right now, he's gonna use his super and he's gonna wipe the whole team because they're in a place where we got to finish this now. And if he's got fifty extra health, you know, maybe that's an extra bullet or two. But like, yeah, that that one second change is gonna is gonna be the difference between we win. Or they wipe our whole team. So or they I don't continue know. to you... get the point and they hold the point down a little longer. It's like I like yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's some of those stuff, you know. And um I value being able to really come in at the at the eleventh hour and save my team, but um to what extent, um, you know, that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so I the whole point is I don't know if these changes are actually addressing a core issues or they or are they just gonna you know the issues of the game are just gonna get bigger because now everybody's got more health and more damage you know uh but we'll we'll see we'll have to actually try it out to see how it feels but uh the changes just feel like very i say knee-jerk to me and not necessarily like nuance like this is the best way that we should do this yeah and everybody and I think the problem with Apex Legends is everybody wants Titanfall and people that want Titanfall ain't getting it and they trying to make this game in Titanfall and it's just not supposed to happen. So a game for everyone again is for no one. So just give me Titanfall and I won't I won't care about Apex because honestly, I'm fine with the gameplay, but I prefer more fast paced arena based shooters at times. And this is just ain't it. And it's never gonna be that. And even with this new mode of me trying to minimize the downtime, it does give me the opportunity to play with the gameplay, but I, I want to grapple around. I want to get in the Titan. I want to do the things that I normally am comfortable with in this, this gameplay. So um, I think that's a, I think that's a, that's a lesson all of gamers need to learn, man. Sometimes everything ain't for you. That's okay. I mean, it's not a problem. And I think a lot of developers, they like, okay, how can we refresh it? And then they end up losing the magic they had. Um, and it's so it's so abundantly clear when like Overwatch came out and it was crazy good, and then now you look at it and it's kind of like, well, what happened? Um, and I think it was just like I'm trying to keep up with y'all. I'm trying to try to make the changes y'all want. What y'all want from me? I'm doing what y'all ask me. I'm like, nah, bro. Now, now you done messed up this. <laughs> I don't say I wouldn't say stop listening to the community, but um. I, I, we we didn't stop playing Destiny for no reason. I think it was just too different. 
but I think we all grow up and we kind of we all kind of start to experience these games differently anyway. I don't think it's a uh it's a um was it attrition? Is that what it is? When you're kind of like um no, nah, I don't think that's it. I think it's just the the repetitiveness of it and you start to get tired out of doing the same thing over and over. So, you know. Uh but okay. Uh anything else before we get up out of here? That's all I have for the day. No, we uh covered a lot today. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anything, Jalen? For the good of the people? No, I ain't got nothing. All right. All right, man. Savor y'all time. Um enjoy it. You know, these games are gonna be here. This backlog gonna keep getting busy. Um, and, and always remember these multiplayer games um, will poof and not exist anymore. So value those single player experiences, value those experiences that we were talking about earlier, value the time. Um, I know that these multiplayer games will have you consumed and you're just playing those constantly. But, you know, give something else a shot. Give a different experience a shot. I mean, I never played Dredge. And I played it and I loved it. You know, it's just different types of games. Different strokes for different folks. That's why he makes so many. Um, same thing with movies. So try something new. Um, get away from these multiplayer massive games sometimes. They they, they can be time sinks and they, they can be fun and engaging. But that the, the idea of them is to keep you playing them. So maybe, maybe their gameplay is lacking due to that. <laughs> Just maybe, you know. Um, so think about that when you play them, but, uh, that's pretty much it. I want to thank you guys for listening. As always appreciate you. If you definitely got to this part, you're the real OG. You missing to an hour and 41 minutes of us talk about nothing. I want to thank you. Um, but yeah, we will see you all next week per usual with more topics, more things to discuss. Hopefully Microsoft has told us they dropped a bombshell of what they want to do with themselves. And, um, we have a lot to cover on that. But thanks for listening. Talk to y'all next time. Peace.